Here's my question for either one of you to continue the trend of spooky things this month. Mm. It's October 10th, 2023. We got games to talk about for episode 346, but I want to know, have either one of you seen a ghost? No. No. Um, no? I've had, I've had one unexplained experience uh, that could have been a ghost. How was that? Uh, it was, did you get dizzy after, did you get dizzy afterwards? No. Um, so I, I was in a, a high school play my senior year and it was all monologues. So every person in the cast was standing still and there was no one behind me mm-hmm. whenever we were in this rehearsal. And, uh, while one person was up talking, everyone else was like standing still doing different poses. And while I was standing there, Holding my pose, I felt someone pull the back of my shirt, and there was no one behind me. Um, and the high school, the building was very old; it was like over a hundred years old, I think. You know, Alton is Alton, where I'm from, is supposedly like one of the most haunted towns in America. Alton, um, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very yep. haunted town. There, there was a uh, a Civil War prison there. And they used the bricks from the prison. Hang on, Johnny, sorry, I think I, I think I hear some ghosts. Yes, yeah, uh, ghosts right we're hearing right now. No, that's just my son. Uh, that's scary. Yeah, that's they, scary. they used bricks from the prison to build a lot of the buildings downtown, which is why they say it's so haunted. Because all in all, you're just another bricks in the wall. Yeah, a lot of prisoners died there. There was a smallpox outbreak. Lots of men he died. Need no education. Wow, if prison wasn't <laughs> depressing enough, try itching. Uh, that's weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Chase, chase nothing for you. No spookiness. No, I mean the closest, the closest I've gotten to, and this wouldn't, this doesn't really count as like an apparition or anything, but, um, I was down at the Lake of the Ozarks with, uh, with my family when I was real young and, uh, we were fishing off the dock and I swear and I, my dad was with me, but he was turned away or doing something else. And I swear I saw like some big, like, like sea monstery serpenty thing, like just like come out of the water, and all you got to see was like the little ridges coming off its back, like a shark mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then like sneak back in. And uh, I swear I saw it, and uh, it don't know. Don't was know. it a catfish? I, I, I don't probably. <laughs> Those are it looked, scary. It just it just seemed big. It's, it's, it was Nessie. It Nessie migrated to uh, kind of Missouri. It was, you know, it was a lake, so a lake, they, a lake serpent. Look, man, I <laughs> that that's that's fucking. You probably saw something weird. There's weird shit yeah, around here. Could be. Could be. Yeah, we don't know what lies <sighs> in the deep. Yeah. Oh. It's like a, it's the it's Missouri's equivalent. That's why we should monster. send all of our billionaires underwater <laughs> to <laughs> explore the ocean. Yeah, my, or, or they just, could they could go to the ocean to see the sunken Titanic, <laughs> or they could go to the St. Louis portion of the mighty Mississippi and see a sunken McDonald's showboat. <laughs> and just go down there and find some old nugs. Uh, oh well, God. I was hoping that maybe Johnny got touched by a ghost, and Chase saw a, a creepy. I've, I've just been touched by an angel. That, I was going to say that sounds like the uh, every one of our show, moms watched that show, right? Absolutely. No, my, my mom was a uh, was an all my children. Uh, well, well, that's a daytime TV show. Just, just telling you that. Touch Touch by an Angel was like prime time, baby. Uh, yeah, I, something like that. She watched ER. 
Oh, love ER. Uh, nice. You know what? Speaking of ghosts, she loved Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, so do I, I thought you were going to say she loved Patrick Swayze, but yeah, Unsolved Mysteries, that doesn't do. Listen, what woman in the 90s didn't love Patrick Swayze? We're big Swayze fans. Uh, right on, right on. Well, uh, I definitely saw some weird shit, but we've got a lot of games to talk about, and I think we should get into those. It is, as I mentioned, episode 346 of the Casual Hour. We are recording this on October 10th. We've got a handful of games to talk about tonight, including some updates from Chase on what he's been getting after. Uh, we got some cool indie games that i'll be talking about and johnny's got a demo and we got a lot of news maybe the most news to get through in some time tonight so we're it's a lot of stuff happening a lot of stuff happening and we're gonna get into it uh chase or johnny who's going first tonight i'll go it's been a while since i've gone first so um take it uh, away chase sure uh i beat fire emblem the binding blade fire emblem six nice be more specific played that on your pocket right I did. I did. Uh, exclusively on my TV through my pocket, uh, through the pocket dock, which was, was very nice. I, I had a great time with that. Very cool. Um, now, again, I, I was playing a, a modified version that, mm-hmm. that I uh, changed up a few things like weapons. Still real to me. Some uh, some character growth. So I, I definitely played a, a much easier version of that. But I had a great time. Uh, nice. I, had, I had tried to play that game straight. Um, the the first time scared um, straight I, I played not a, i mean i was scared straight a little bit of like fuck this is hard put this kool-aid on your lips I, I lost one of my favorite characters very early and i went ah i just don't i just don't want to do this i want to deal with uh, that playing this modified version and and just kind of getting through and seeing the story and and enjoying the characters it was really breezy and really fun um so i had very a cool time with that good um i think my hour count was somewhere in somewhere between 20 and 30 that's, um, that that seems short for a fire emblem. Yeah, I mean, it also, honestly, it was probably a little long because I I was grinding in the arena uh, a handful of times. So you know, some chapters took. <laughs> it's it's weird. You see at the end credits where it goes like, oh, chapter one, uh, four turns. Chapter two, ten turns. Chapter three, twelve turns. Uh, and then it was like chapter seventeen, forty seven turns. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I kind of. I kind of just was grinding in the arena with all the already dead. So uh, okay, whoops. Yeah, it's like you spent two hours and forty two minutes on this stage, and like, yeah, it wasn't because of the enemies though. Um, so yeah, I think that's a a solid game. Not my favorite Fire Emblem, but I, I do really like a lot of the characters in there. I, I still like Roy a lot, even though he's a, a terrible unit in that game. Um, but uh, I had a good time. It's a good Smash character. He's a good Smash character. Uh, I look forward to playing other uh, Fire Emblem games uh, soon into the future. Not not exactly a news segment, but recently, or I, I, we're still in it technically, is what is called FEE3, which is a Fire Emblem ROM hacking community, uh, like their own E3 kind of thing um, that is going on YouTube right now, where every six hours they put up another creator's trailer. Uh, so so it's just a collection of some of the sickest people on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. like, here's somebody who's, who goes, okay, here's my character animation uh, demonstration. I, I made some new game boy advanced style fire emblem uh, animations and people can download that and use it in their ROM hacks. Um, and now you see, okay, somebody's here's an update on the, the fire emblem 
the Sacred Stone or Fire Emblem Sacred Echoes, which is a demake of Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia onto the GBA, which uh, I've I, I've downloaded a number of times for the, huh. the different versions that they put up. But now this is like the complete version. So it's up now. Uh, a lot of people putting up their own ROM hacks or updates to their ROM hacks. And uh, so that's been pretty I, cool. I, I love that you are in a season where there's a there's a new fire emblem game that came out this year yeah. and there's new pokemon which, dlc which I, that just came out well you haven't played all the which, dlc for it which, which, i've i've played some of the dlc for pokemon and for fire emblem not for pokemon just for fire emblem. but it's also this like the continuation of finding more enjoyment and and hacks lately it seems like with yeah the, I, I i think uh you know, not to say that Nintendo or Intelligent Systems or the Pokemon Company or Creatures or whatever, Game Freak, um, that they don't know what they're doing. But I think you do have a a bunch of fans who have a, a another idea of a way you could go with with some of these franchises. And I think sometimes, especially because they're not beholden to shareholders or uh, making money or having to sell sell something. Right. They, uh, allow themselves to get more experimental or try other things. And that's how you get weird things like uh, a fire emblem um, roguelike that, that just came out really recently. Yeah. Um, and it's just, Hey, the, the people are doing some interesting things, uh, especially with the GBA uh, style, because uh, those, those games and that, that system were relatively easy to hack and, and modify versus, you know, a, a switch, like a switch game these days. So to see those cool kind of retro animations and pixel art styles, um, I, Ruby and Sapphire are not my favorite Pokemon games, but generation three, I think is where they, they really started to nail Pokemon aesthetically and mechanically. Yeah. And, and so to see people use that as a base and then, I mean, then so many fire red hacks. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, that's that's an incredibly popular version of Pokemon to to hack because then once you get to the DS, I mean, there were people who have certainly hacked DS games as well. But that that GBA is is kind of that sweet spot for a lot of people. It works great on a bunch of retro kind of consoles, whether it's an analog pocket or a Retroid or a PC. Um, it's it's just a really open, usable foundation for people to to build cool things with so that's that's my excitement with some of that stuff um so yeah binding blade was great i look forward to playing even more of those things uh watching some of those trailers from the the fee3 event it, it seems like there's a lot of really cool stuff out there that i would like to to keep on trying very cool uh and then i played uh, a game for sickos because I'm a sicko. Isn't that every game you play? It, well, fair, fair enough. But this one, this one, it's this one's really it's cool. so hard because it's like Chase. You gotta play some fucking video games. You gotta start I playing play, games I play again. Brand new video games. You gotta play new games, and then you go and you do some dumb shit like this. <laughs> this was so new. Bobby didn't even know about it. Uh, For good reason. Johnny, have have you ever, have you heard of the Suika game? S U I K A. No. Johnny, Johnny, ask ask Chase how he learned about this game. The same way I did by this Polygon article? Uh, no, but <laughs> close. Kind of Go close. on. Uh, I, I, I do need to, to stress. I, I do not actively watch VTubers. 
but I do follow one V3 <sighs> in particular, just to just to like see what's going on. See just to keep your thing. finger on the pulse. Exactly. What is happening? He's a little V curious. Okay. You do it. <laughs> And, and for academic were, purposes, if, if, if people must know, I was watching Calliope Mori, who is nobody like, needs uh, to know. They we don't, don't need to know. know but we don't need to know this. Know. We got three, we got three people in chat. They might they might be interested to know, like who's this who's game looks big, cute. Who's interesting? It's fine. It's very cute. It's it's good. Uh, so yes, it the, also, the point is they were playing this week a game, and yeah. I went. That seems kind of neat, and I watched them play it a little bit more because I, I saw like a tweet, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." And then I, I click on it, and I was like, "That's that's really kind of interesting." And uh, and then I downloaded it for myself, and I went, "Oh, this is this is just straight crack as as a video game. Somebody made something that addictive. <laughs> Fuck." Mm-hmm. Well, so Johnny, tell tell the folks what you what you see just to give them a baseline. Um, I see a box. I see. Uh, wow, this is fucking boring. Can you be versions <laughs> of fruit going into that box? And uh, I assume yeah. that you're trying to get them to all fit in there without going above the line or something. Yeah. Step step one, you cut a hole in the box. Step two, you put your fruit in that box. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Step I, three, we can't say on this podcast. No, absolutely not. That's the way you do it, though. I don't know what's sicker. This or big watermelon go that I've put about 30 minutes into on my iPhone. Um, Bobby is big wait, watermelon what? go just a just a ripoff of Suica game that somebody has ported to big iOS. Watermelon go. God damn it. They did it. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. That, that but fun. the fruit's different. Um, okay. Oh, well, wow. the fruit's different. Wow. They did it. They did it. All right. So to, to give to give the listeners out there a little bit more context here, but Johnny is is functionally correct. So the idea here is that you have this this container, a box, if you will, um, and then kind of like Tetris, you get a piece. Uh, but in this case, it's a it's a fruit. Um, you know, it might be like a cherry or a strawberry. Chase is sweating thing. talking about this right now. For those of you who can't watch this, he is uh, and then he the is corner perspiring. Of the screen, they'll show you <laughs> what the next fruit you're going to get is. And these fruit uh, all have different sizes. Um, cherry is the smallest, and it goes all the way up to a watermelon. Okay, watermelon is, is Suica, or Suica is watermelon in Japanese. Watermelon, so the Suica, Suica game got is it. the watermelon game. Uh, yeah, was were you writing down just to, yes. to make sure to note? Yes, yes cherries. Yes, yes, cherries small. smaller than cherries smaller. Uh-huh. Than useful, useful to know. <laughs> useful to know. Yeah, I need um, to jot that down. So, so the idea here is that you're supposed to kind of just drop all the fruit into this into this box or jar or whatever, and you don't want it to reach up to the top. Again, kind of Tetris rules. The the way you keep the way you're able to keep putting fruit in is that fruit combines when it hits a a fruit that matches it. So if you match two cherries together, they will combine and form the next bigger fruit up. So in in this case, that would be a strawberry. So if you put two strawberries together, now they become a Um, chase. I don't think that's how fruit works. That's not how fruit works. works. Hang on a second. I just wanted to, I just searched squeaky game. That's all I typed in. Uh huh. And I went to videos as I was going to put a video up behind you as you're talking. Yeah. But every why why you said V two okay so I I yeah. understand that that's happening. Yeah. Why why is our why is this a horny thing now, Chase? I, I, probably because it deals with melons. There's so many V tubers that are not wearing a lot of clothing, Chase. Well, that's just that's just V tubers. I don't know what to tell you there. Um. 
Yeah. Well, I, the reason you're seeing that is because this game is is Japanese only. It has not been localized. Hmm. So the way most people from the West, including myself, are discovering this game, the reason Polygon discovered this game is because... Because they're sickos. And they... well, well, sure, but they're sickos who are watching VTubers and VTubers who have like japanese audiences or live in japan but speak english and are speaking to a mostly english audience they're finding this game because it's very popular in japan right now it's on it's on the nintendo eShop uh only there is a like a browser version of this as well but it's I, not... I just tried playing it and it's not doesn't, yeah it doesn't seem like the same thing at all yeah i don't think it's official and it doesn't have the same physics as as the game no. so it's it's not exactly the same thing um but it's very popular in Japan right now. VTubers are catching on to it and, and playing it on their channel. And now the wider world is is seeing it. And, and we'll see what happens. It says we're back on. We should be okay. back. We're back. Yeah, yeah we're back. Okay. Hello. Hello. Everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, they, they don't they don't want you to know about the Suica game. Uh, they don't. We, we talked too much about the Suica game. <laughs> we did. I'll, I'll make it pretty quick here. Um, so the idea here is you just keep dropping the fruits and as you know, as they combine, they get bigger and, and it's trying to fit the bigger fruit into the into the same space. Um, and eventually you'll you'll stack up the fruit in a way that it it goes over the edge and then you lose. Um, it oh, seems like there was a lot of edging when we played. <laughs> uh, it seems like most people are are trying to get to the elusive three thousand score. I've I've seen uh, you. You look at the leaderboard. Oh, I got that some, on here. Some uh, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's like that's like somebody playing threes versus somebody who's playing twenty forty eight. And it's like, oh yeah, I made the, I made the thing. Like yeah, that doesn't. That's not how that that's. Not it's how all it here. Works. It's all here, baby. <laughs> I got the receipts. <laughs> um, but three thousand seems to be the the place where you, you separate the good players from the from the not as good players. I he's I gone gotten, pro, folks. I haven't. I've gotten twenty eight hundred. That's my highest, and it pissed me off that I didn't I didn't quite make it. Hear me um, out, Chase. Hear me out. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing the I'm crossover, hearing. the fruit cinematic universe. Okay, the FCU, the FCU, yeah. baby. Uh huh. At the top, you've got Fruit Ninja chopping that shit up. And as the fruit I, falls. I had a really good time with Fruit Ninja back in college. That was The fruit falls time. into the box that uh, you've been cutting. The... Yeah. And that is the crossover we've been looking for. A Fruit mm -hmm. Ninja Suica hybrid. Sure. Uh, now available at Dave & Buster's. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Rhythm Heaven? That has a watermelon in it, right? Probably. Probably somewhere. Yeah. What's, what's with uh, these watermelons, kid? Y Yoshi's Island. That that has watermelons yeah. in it. Uh, anyway, it's it's an incredibly addictive game. It doesn't take very long to play. How much have you played, would you say? Uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I bet I've put in uh, double-digit hours into oh, man. it so far. Uh, well, that could just yeah. be 10. Um, and, I've, and it's been... It's been in the last week that I've here's, learned about this game. So it's, here's a question. Know, a good chunk of time. Um, if you didn't have a Japanese Nintendo account already, do you think you would have made one so you could play this game? Probably. Yeah. All right. I, you know, it's all, it's, that's a really low barrier to entry though. Like yeah. it's, it's free to make a Japanese account. It's, it's relatively quick. Uh, I had one previous. There's game, a whole write up so on I'm it. Finding, I'm finding weird, like Japanese DLC or, or like, 
for uh, like Super Robot Wars stuff. Right. But, you know, I was downloading some stuff. To we, are, we are well acquainted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do mention we do have a quick look of this where I introduced it to Bobby. You can see Bobby's uh, initial reactions to this game um, when that quick look goes up. But uh, it is. Tune into Casual Mondays for VTuber Bobby and Chase where we're playing this game. So it's a really solid puzzle game. It's, it's, it is cool. It's cool. It's a cool game. Yeah, it, it's mechanically really interesting. It has a couple quirks to it, and I think those quirks make it make it even more interesting. Of like, ah, the the fruit can, like, you can you can use the physics in such a way where like That's this so fruit expanded weird. because you just combined it, and it it shoots this fruit out, and it shoots it up, and it shoots it out of the box, and the game's like, oh, you hit the top. And we're like, no, I didn't. I'm I'm at the button. Just let the it's so down, fucking weird. Fucking asshole. I know um, it's so it, fucking it's like, weird. No, no, no. I'm I'm weirdly uh, it, it's it's got to be exact. I think we'll have right. it up next week, too, for the quick look. I'm pretty sure yeah. it'll be next week. Uh, pe- people should check it out. It, it's yeah. fun. I'm going to keep on playing it until I reach 3000 and then I think I can put it down for good. But until then. I'll quit whenever I want. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a case of like, oh, I'll just play one one session of this one round, and then uh, four rounds later, and you realize, oh, my lunch hour was my lunch hour was gone. Uh, oh my god, an hour ago. Oh fuck, <laughs> what what happened? Uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, it, it's it's fun. Uh, I if you play it once, you'll play it a lot. It's it's really really good. Nice. Also, it just has one music track. But that music track is, it, is it's, it's the best elevator. Build. It's the best elevator ride ever. It's great. It's great. I just can't stop. Chase, you talked about beating the ROM hacked fire emblem, the binding blade, and you talked about your sick Suica addiction here on the casual hour tonight. We'll have a quick look up of at least one of those games next week on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the casual hour. Any other updates from Chase? I think that's it. Like I, I've been playing Chance Senar. Uh, I don't think we've gotten to talk about that on the show. We, we have had the October preview. Well, you you have. I didn't yeah. talk about me playing it because we had got the it. October preview. But um, I've been enjoying that. I got through the first area. I'm on the second area right now. The the fortress. Um, I think that game is is really cool. I'm having, awesome. having a great time with that. Um, we we did a quick look at that. That's been up. No, is it up? It's no. going to go up okay. next week. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, that was a game that we initially were not all that excited about and i think it's it's kind of uh wormed its way into our hearts at this point so totally. i i too have uh have fell under the spell of hell yeah chances in our good stuff cocoon. i know bobby's going to talk about cocoon yep uh, i can't wait to to hear more about it and play it myself so bobby uh tell me more about cocoon well, I will tell you about Cocoon when I'm ready to, Chase, but I'm not going to be talking about that first. I'm going to talk about Fights in Tight Spaces, baby. The fucking game of 2021 that we love. Okay. And if, what if you must talk about one of the best games of all time, I, I suppose I'll let you. Please and thank you very much. Uh, we're talking about Fights in Tight Spaces, the Weapon of Choice DLC that dropped on the 28th of september this will set you back ten dollars on those personal computers it is not yet on the switch uh this is uh the first paid dlc for the game they've added a few other quality of life updates and some other stuff to the game along the way but this is a whole new deck new enemy types remix story five new music tracks 
a lot of really cool shit. But most importantly, you now have a weapon. Um, think of it more of like a, a John Wick where you're doing a gung fu. And that deck is really built around melee, but then uh, holstering and unholstering your weapon to do ranged attacks. And uh, I got to tell you, I think it works really well. The guys at Ground Shatter have done a fantastic job with this. We streamed it on Monday. We've got a quick look up of it. Um, I don't know what else I can say about Fights and Tight Spaces quality at this point that we haven't just screened. Then if you haven't played that game, you should you should go play it. You should you should go play that. Yeah, it's really, really well done. They've those got guys. Some, they make 100%. quality work. Yeah, they do. Some, and and the, D, the DLC is fun. Like it, it does change up the game in a in a pretty significant way. Like you. Yeah, there have been extremely limited uh, uh, like uh, projectile attacks in that game. There was like a throwing a throwing dart that you could use. Uh, but for the most part, you you were had to get up close and personal on guys. So to have a a style have this new deck where where you can use this gun to be able to to have longer range attacks. Um uh, and I think it's balanced really interestingly where you know Bobby mentioned it with the holstering and unholstering. You kind of you, you draw extra cards when you draw the gun yes. and you are able to get like, okay, this these are your gun cards, but then you have to balance those out with your punchy cards. Um and and so you're just trying to it, it makes the combos really interesting too there's a lot of a lot well of yeah and that you can lose your combos out. if you pull your gun out it's like another mm-hmm. mechanic they've got yeah, it adds a whole other layer yeah yep. yeah but then they've got cool s- extra dimension it's yeah cool. it, it's been like neat and the, i don't know what this means of course the ground shatter hasn't said anything but if you go into the dlc portion of the splash menu um it looks like there's more to come so i don't know if there's going to be other paid packs or they add some more cards into it but we will always play more of this game, and we hope they continue to support it for as long as they can because it rules. Uh, Rico London, which is another one of their games, a previous game they made before Fights, uh, also just went on sale on the eShop. It was like 30% off, and I, I've been really close to, to just downloading that because I, nice. I, I really like their shit. I should, I should see what their other stuff was like. Hell yeah. A little the game that made the game type thing. Yeah. Uh, and as Chase talked about, I've been playing a lot of Cocoon. Uh, Chase joined me for a brief quick look of it. I don't think Johnny has played this yet, um, but I've got a handful of hours into this at this point in time. Uh, this is uh, recently added to a few different platforms, PC, Xbox, Switch. I think it's on PlayStation. I think it's on everything at this point in time. Uh, it's made by Geometric Interactive, which is made up of X Play Dead devs. Uh, it's published by Annapurna Interactive. It sets you back $24. It's currently on sale for 20% off on Steam at the time of this recording. Um, this is a, a puzzle, I, I guess platformer is probably the way that we could go into it sure. to a degree. Uh, they're doing some really inventive things with the game here but I'll, I'll get into that in a moment but i think first and foremost there are absolutely some play dead inspirations here even though this is more of an isometric uh different camera angle than what inside or limbo would be i think there's some conceptual theory at play here on how they approach storytelling through puzzles and how they move things forward through puzzles that feels very much in the same atmosphere that a play dead game would be um you are some sort of insect race in this you have wings that 
uh, will glow when there's something to interact with in the environment. And that's one of the things that's pretty striking to me is this is a one button video game. That's it. You can move your joystick around and you have one button to interact with the environment. You can long press or short press that to do different things depending on what activity you're doing. But it's a minimal puzzle that is incredibly complex. And uh, you've probably heard folks talk about this, but it might be one of the best showpieces of uh, fast loading that I have seen in modern gaming where you are picking up these marbles or these orbs that are legitimate worlds that you would be playing in in the game. And you can go in and out of those and wear it on your back and nest them into other worlds and do some fucking wild things that you unlock through boss battles in each one of them that then allows you to interact in the environment almost like a Metroidvania that you can go back and do some backtracking with in a really cool way. Like, what if Patrick's Parabox had way more detailed graphics? Yeah, because it's like a Russian doll, uh, like in a way, like, and it keeps going in ways that like blow my mind. Uh, it's not quite to the viewfinder like mind fuckery for me yet, but in 2023, like viewfinder, uh, a game I know Chase enjoyed a hell of a lot. I certainly liked a whole lot, and now Cocoon have done this weird fucking inception thing to my brain on how I not only think about problem solving, but even like viewfinder was way more creative focused than what this is, but there's still some inventive things that you can do with the very like core mechanic. And there's not a whole lot else outside of that, but they do it in a very, very smart way on how you might need this color orb and how, how can you get this thing past this area? It's really remarkable in what they're doing. I, man, I I've only, I think beaten the first boss, I think I mean like the second area you get to and it it just it makes a very, very strong impression. Totally. It's also, it's also just gorgeous. Yeah, yes. it's beautiful. Mechanically interesting. Sure. Uh, and and like having the simplified mechanics uh, or the simplified controls anyway is neat. But it is it is a beautiful looking game. Absolutely. Like this like when I think about this year, there's been some absolute triumphs in gaming, but I think Humanity, a game chase that you and I have taken some time to check out, yeah. Viewfinder and this are really standing tall for me in a year of really clever uses of just like some games are using social engagement. Others are doing more nesting and mechanical stuff that we talked about. Fucking Viewfinder is one of the one of the most innovative games I've played in a very very long time. Like it's just been a really kick ass year for these types of games. Cerebral puzzle games are fucking rad, and I love that you pulled out Patrick's Parabox because I love the idea of that game. It drove me mad playing it, and I mean that in like the most loving way possible. It drove me mad looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> but Cocoon, there is like the thing that happens in a play dead game. It has this perpetual motion, like you're constantly moving forward in a way. And sometimes it's out of fear, other times it's out of curiosity. And, and a lot of that spirit is still in this game without some of the scary shit there, which just how, play this game. How would you, I mean, I, from a narrative standpoint, are you, do you feel like you're getting much out of it? Is more like it's just atmospheric and cool or do you There's, feel like really um, I have almost this feeling of like abandonment and, almost like a fallen empire 
when I'm playing it. There's things that like you kind of come across where it seems like it would have been once functioning or perhaps more occupied. Like it it feels like you're on some sort of like journey of reclamation. Yeah. Or something like you're, you're exploring this long ago abandoned civilization or something. Okay. Or get more into it. It's like thinking Uh, about play dead games, like limbo. That is a game that's very abstract. Um, Yeah. And, and then you get to something like inside where, you know, that, it's it's certainly gross. not as abstract it's well gross definitely <laughs> but that that game is telling a story and yeah. you're you're figuring out what that story is as you play it but that is a game that is clearly telling you uh something whereas limbo it, it kind of takes you until the end to go oh i i see i see what you yes there. yes um, and so would you say cocoon is is falling more on like the inside i the think point of the scale I have I have a theory at this point that it's not as good for you as the player, but I kind of feel like it's either reclaiming to Johnny's point or invading. And I kind of think now that these orbs might be some sort of like biome to bring into a barren once unoccupied area and trying to get it to take in a way like I kind of see it like alien, like you're going in and out of a ship when you when yeah. you jump out of the orb. I don't know. I could be way off on that, but and that's and that's kind of I don't want to spoil things too much, but that's a little bit what Viewfinder is doing too, of like going yeah. into this thing to find something to take out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last thing I'll just call out, Chase. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but Johnny, have in the boss fight, did you happen to get hit by the boss? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, when you get hit by the boss, it knocks you out of the orb and it's really cool. fucking cool how they do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the, the transition to go into the, yeah. I was not expecting. And so, so when, when it happened, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, so when you, like when you get hit, it's like a fucking roundhouse and you go flying in the air and then all of a sudden you're out of the orb and yeah. you hop back in and go yeah. right back to fighting. It's fucking cool how they do mm. it. That sounds, Maybe, that sounds a lot better than like the link to the past, uh, like boss with like the three balls or something like that. Yes. thing that just like yes. pushes yeah. you off the edge and then you have yeah. to like get Maybe, all the way yeah. back up there to fight him again. I can yeah. see it having like a Shadow of the Colossus type yeah. twist to it. No, cool. Yeah, man. I, I, that I seems like a really cool game. I'm I'm really excited to play it. I want to finish Chance uh, of Centaur first. Um, and I wanted to, and I need to start that one for that. So, uh, now that I finished fire emblem, I think, I think I'm going to get back on chance and then hopefully get to uh, cocoon really, really soon. I'm still playing that. I'm holding off on any, any more talks until chase plays it or end of the year. Uh, but I did start playing Assassin's Creed Mirage and I'll keep this brief. Uh, this was intended to be DLC. This is 50 bucks. It's currently on Xbox PC and PlayStation. Um, this follows Basim or Basim from Valhalla, who, uh, you know, I don't know how we want to spoil that game, but uh, it's been a couple years. He ends up being the antagonist of that game. Um, and this is more about his introduction into the Brotherhood. And you are in Baghdad, and, and Ubisoft is basically saying, all right, you want those old school Assassin's Creed games? Fine, then here you go. Now let's see you clear them. And uh, that's what this is. Uh, it is 100% in the spirit of 1, 2, and 3, uh, and Brotherhood for that matter. Um, 
I'm loving it. It is very stealth focused. It's way more um, like you are collecting things, but not nearly to the degree that you were in Odyssey Origins and, and Valhalla. Um, but I, I find the setting and the parkour and just the kind of old in, in, inside look to the Brotherhood very focused, like go assassinate this person, blend in. You do not want to fight hand to hand that much. If you have to, it's literally parry, dodge, stronger light attack. Like there's not a whole lot more that you do there. Um, but you are building out the crew, which is awesome. And you're finding people that will upgrade your gear for you. You can find schematics. They've got what I loved about the old school Assassin's Creed games where there was like the one kind of God tier armor set that you could find pieces or like amulets for and then unlock at the end they're doing they're doing that shit again which is cool but uh this is the 20 hour assassin's creed game which thank god uh it feels like that's a tenth of some of the most recent ones that they've put out and uh yeah, i think especially when they've got into the to the rpg more rpg yes. elements of those it felt like the hour counts just ballooned yeah totally <laughs> yeah i think valhalla was like I think dude not only is, said it was like 140 hours or something it's that's them. the base game and all their DLC for these games has been like over double digits too so they're massive they're just very big video games and I think that again this was supposed to be the final DLC for Valhalla and they've they've now announced a shit ton of other Assassin's Creed games and it sounds like they're still going to have if you are a fan of the newer style Assassin's Creeds they're still going to have those where they're going to be doing um, Assassin's Creed Code Red, I think, or something like that, which is their Feudal Japan. Um, there's also a mobile game, and this game is also coming to uh, iOS, and I think early next year it'll be a full-priced iOS game. But yeah, um, it's cool. I'm having a good time with it, probably like four or five hours in at this point. And uh, I've killed my first contract, and I've unlocked a little bit more of um other side missions now that you can pick up to do other cool stuff to go and explore so definitely going to keep playing more of that just being on the quick look with bobby it's the most interested i've been in an assassin's creed game since uh since brotherhood probably yeah Yeah. good news chase (laughs) yeah Uh, i played i played revelations and it was fine and then i played three and i really really didn't like three uh same that's kind of like three no four was cool though I love yeah, Black Flag. Black Flag, when they brought that back, people liked that. But I was I was off the train at that point. I know you guys bought me um, uh, Origins Origins uh, for a birthday gift one time, or maybe it was Christmas. I can't remember. Um, but I, I remember having a little bit of fun with that. I really like the setting of that. Yeah, for um, sure. But I, but yeah, like the RPG stuff. Just uh, I, I'm glad it it changed up the formula from what it was before. But I just the the hour count and, and you look you go to the map and you see all the the ubisoft oh boy and you go okay i i think i think we're good here we're good there so it, it's cool to it's cool to see it kind of going back to its roots and and finding uh, a more narrow kind of uh, uh gameplay loop to to get into that that sounds really cool and uh it, it looks great it, it's cool to be back in the the middle east yeah man setting. i man Seems you, seems good. You, you missed good. it uh, right before uh, you. Well, I'm sorry. Right after we recorded that, I unlocked some more Ubisoft Connect points, and I have uh, Ezio's costume now. Okay, nice. Ezio. No, I'm sorry. Altore. I have Altair. I have uh, Altair. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Have you checked out yeah. that filter yet that they have? 
I have. Uh, that's one thing that I did not show off in the quick look chase. They have the old blue wash filter that you can apply oh, okay. in the game to sure. make it look visually it's, like the first it's, one. It's real <laughs> dumb and good. It's very dumb and good. Uh, yes. Do, do they also play the uncle song from the uh, from the Assassin's Creed? Uh, uh, maybe. I don't, I don't remember what that song was called. I just remember liking that song from the trailer. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. 50 bucks for the standard. I think there's a deluxe for 60 that gets you some in-game stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. If you if you are a fan of that series, I think this is one that's worth your time. It might not be the best one that they put out, but it's definitely worth checking out. Very cool. Johnny, my friend, what have yeah. you been doing? Oh, Bobby. So many video games. Uh, but I'm, I'm only going to talk about two of them right now. Because uh, okay. everything else is stuff I have talked about. At length on this podcast. Um, so Deep Rock Galactic. Your game fans. and mine. Yes. Um, they recently announced, uh, I think, two new games, right? Two uh, new games and an expansion on the seasons for Galactic. Yes. So lots lots of new stuff coming out uh, for that. And they put out a demo for Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. Now, can you take a guess as to what kind of game this might be? Uh, well, Bobby Anyone? and I can take a Anyone? very good guess because we we played it on. We God streamed it on Monday. Yeah, you ruined it. Um, yeah, so it it is a uh, I guess we're calling these driver's life. Maybe. Vamp- anyway. yes. Yeah. Uh, so it is it is like Vampire Survivors. Uh, 20 minutes till dawn. Those kind of games. There's a lot of them now. Set. This is set in the uh, universe of Deep Rock, and you play as a scout. That's the only class available in this demo. Uh, and you're you're in the mines, and you're you're getting uh, minerals and nitra, gold, all the good stuff. And you're you're fighting monsters. You're collecting little orbs that they drop. You're leveling up. You're getting new weapons. You're increasing the buffs on your current weapons. Uh, and isometric viewpoint like it's like deep isometric rock, yeah. viewpoint generally yeah. a, a first person game and this one's yes. like oh what if what if we give you the diablo treatment yeah uh, so and uh you you are trying to draw out an elite enemy uh and then once you kill that enemy you have 30 seconds to leave and go down to the next level which is like their own little twist on the the survivor uh aspect and I I played it maybe let's see like for an hour or so and I got to the fourth level uh in my time playing does it keep your uh pro- that, so if you there's things you can unlock that stay with your character that's the other thing that they do there's four classes just like deep rock mm-hmm. galactic yes and you level up each one of those classes individually yeah and so that gets you more long-term things that you can use to load into these yeah. missions with yep so similar to other roguelites, things of that nature, like you can get permanent increases to your skills and stuff. Um, I played for 69 minutes. Nice. nice. There you go. Um, I, one, of the, I, one of the cool things I saw when, yeah. when Bobby was playing it yesterday was that you, you know, in, in something like Vampire Survivors, I know that that very first stage is just open. It's just yep. big and open and you just keep running. Um, but then other stages they have, you know, there's geometry in there, so you can kind of it's actual corridors. Kite, the, yeah, you can kite the, enemies a little bit. You can, you know, get a little bit uh, um, like, OK, I'm I'm around this corner. They can't attack yeah. me anymore. Um, and this game, 
allows you to play with that a little bit more in that you know it's you a create game so yeah you, know, you create pathways yeah, yeah through like the rock stuff it's, it's mm-hmm. like a little bit of dig dug in there yeah. as well it's where, real okay, good i've i've made this path so now not only am i kiting the enemies i'm deciding how i want to kite the enemies mm-hmm. uh, yeah you're and, making create you can create your own choke points mm-hmm. uh so if you start to get overwhelmed you can uh find a way to just make it okay they only have one way to approach me but also they can dig through the rocks themselves. So you always just like Vampire Survivor, you always got to be moving. And, um, and you have further incentives to dig through the rock because there there will be, you know, chests or, or extra bonuses that you can find in there, too. So there there might even be a little risk reward of like, oh, well, I, I don't really want to dig through here because I need this to be a wall for me. But also I want the goodies that are in there. Mm-hmm. So I am going to do that. It, I think yeah, I've got some, I, some neat ideas. The, the cool yeah. thing, too, Johnny, I don't know if I mean you and I have played so much deep rock that I was really giddy to hear the rock and stone quips that they would call out. Mm -hmm. And I also love that the core loop of galactic is still here. You're still getting supply drops. You're still maintaining, ore. you're still having swarms that come and attack you. Like everything that like to heal yourself. Yeah. Like it's awesome how well they did it. But yeah. And it's a survivor. And I and also don't think it feels awesome. like uh, just a cash grab from these guys, like to chase a trend. I know a lot of folks put out games like this. Yeah, no, it feels like they wanted to put their own spin on it. Yeah, in in their universe, and it like it's going to be an early access game this uh, year, right? Or is nope, it next year? Q, Q1 next year. So they got both um, this and Rogue Core, which is their. I don't know much more about that one. I know it's co-op. I know it's first person, but it's a it's a rogue game. I know, and I think those are both next year, which is pretty exciting for the studio. Like they've been very committed to this game for a while yeah. now. Years, years. Um, and this so, one's yeah. not co-op, which I found really interesting because, like, that is like right. Rock as a as a game as a franchise at this point feels like it's all about playing with, it's your, a game with your buddies so for sure to to have like hey for this one we're, we're just going to do like more of a solo experience interesting i'm yeah rogue core will have co-op though yes yeah, yeah. Um, and i just and don't is, know tba yeah i don't know what the they've got a teaser out for it this is like a, vo- a voiceover or text over but there's not a whole lot that i've seen a few screenshots but i'm very curious what the loop is on that one yeah, I like I'm sure this, this game be- and uh the one that comes out on December first, um Steamworld Build. Yes. Oh, Ta- so taking taking things that you know very well and putting them into genres that they haven't been in before, but yet feel so fucking familiar and mm-hmm. that it's like all the stuff in, in Steamworld felt Chef's Kiss and this felt the same way, like I don't know what you call that, but I fucking love it when that stuff happens. When you can take something that is so familiar and known and still make it feel fresh and warranted to be somewhere. I love that so much. It's great. Yeah, yeah just using using those settings and those characters and and finding ways to to inventively reconfigure them into new yeah. genres and, and new ideas. I'm, I'm all for it. What else have you been up to, Johnny? Uh, I checked out that new Forza Motorsport yesterday. Is it round? Um, those wheels are extraordinarily round. That's, um, that's great to hear. I I played through the opening uh, mission, not mission race. <laughs> uh, it wasn't as flashy as what you get with uh, the Horizon Festival. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, doing jumps. <laughs> no, but it's still pretty cool. You have to drive uh, an electronic Corvette uh, on some great big race course. Uh, and then you you get to pick your first car. I went with the Honda Civic Si. Uh, it's one of my favorite hatchbacks. Um, and I did a couple of races there and then I tested out the friend. And uh, the way the multiplayer works is actually pretty in- interesting. It, Let me guess. Is it a drive guitar? There are drive guitars. Oh, right here. That is uh, that is a I serious hear, must have. Terrible. <laughs> um, but this was against other people. Uh, the, like they were all. It wasn't just me and my friend against. AI. Oh, are you now like? Are you bronze or are you platinum in this? Like you are in yeah, Street Fighter. God no. God no. <laughs> um, no, I honestly, I, I, I don't know how much of this I will play, just because I am much more of an arcade racer. I, I love the Horizon games, but this is like it's on Game Pass. It's a new Forza game. For, for do you think that people who are into Sims? I know that this. Was it this year that they had the really bad one on Sony, or was that last year? GT Seven. GT Seven. That was last I think year. People right? like GT Seven. That was last year. No uh, one had. They, they one had a really bad launch. I think it was that, GT that was, Sport. That was Gran Turismo. It, it like went down at one point. Yeah, yeah. They had I, like think, I think the the gameplay itself people yeah. like. But like buying um, cars was also a, a pain. Yeah, it was like kind of fun. Cost, so but this is fun. coming um, out pretty strong, though, right? For people who like, I guess that's my point. I know we don't um, like that, my, but people who do, do they like this? Yeah. So the the guy I was playing with, um, he he plays oh, he, hundreds of hours of GT Seven. He loves all the Forza games. He said that right now this feels like a very strong seven out of ten for him. Um, so not bad. Okay. It, it's also um, just it's also kind of just like it's the same formula like you're you're going to get the same tracks you've raced on. Yeah. Like how much you're racing with so many of the same cars. How much they, rounder can you make the wheels? How much more tuning can you add to it? Like, they, you know, they, like, they nailed the mechanics like mm-hmm. within Forza Motorsport 3, I think, is like where yeah. that game felt like, OK, you, you kind of figured it out. And now it's you know, what else do you add to it? And they um, yeah, they they tried to, um, you know, position this is i mean it is it's a series reboot it's not numbered the last one was seven which came out two forza horizons ago right like it's been a minute since we've gotten a motorsport and so i think i think for just talking to my friend yesterday i think this will this will make people happy like the people that that really enjoy those motorsport games and uh like there's there's so much depth to it like he was he was advising me he was like hey for the qualifying laps, make sure you put this much gas in your car and then use these kind of tires. And that's that's too much for me because he was explaining it. And it was it's really interesting because mm. the the course itself takes into account, like how much rubber has been laid down on the track as the race progresses. And that will make you faster or slower and you will pick rubber back up on your tires, which Can I put like, Kirby on my car. Uh, he had Boma from Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you'll be taken care of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the, but, the but dumb also, skins like, are definitely has, there. That series has done a great job about giving you assists as well. So mm-hmm. if you want to get into the hardcore, like oh, what, how much rubber yeah. my tires? How much I was, gas is in my car? That was going to be my next point. Chase is I, I got to that point right where it's like you can you can do all of this tweaking, like, you can get as as you want, yeah. or you just push this button. And it'll find the most ideal build for it. Like, great, yeah. let's or, do that. Or you just like turn on the traction control, and then like it, you'll you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll take, yeah. It'll take care of it for you. Um, 
So yeah, I think like you know, it's it's a known quantity. Like I was really just born cars, like sure. um and they do they look very nice. Uh there was a little bit of framiness, uh hmm. not during races. Uh I was running everything maxed out, I think. Well, hitting like eighty it's not good enough. <laughs> no, it's not that's not that, Chase. Let me let me let me finish my point here. Okay. Uh, okay. uh the races were fine. It was like eighty to ninety but like during transitional cutscenes, it like chugged, it like went down to like single frames almost. It was really bizarre. Um and I guess uh there's like some crashes and stuff. Uh but well, they're they're PC cars in it, there's gonna be crashes. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> um yeah, it's it seems fine. Like I it seems like a good racing game, uh especially considering you can play it, you know on a service that you may be paying for already at yeah. no additional cost. The, the um, big criticism I've seen people levy at it so far is that it just kind of doesn't have a reason to do a lot of these things. You kind of have to make your own fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a campaign or something that's pulling you through things to do. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are, Hey, here's like a three circuit tournament or something that you get into, but it's not, I mean, Gran Turismo 7 maybe got a little too much the other way where you're like going to cafes and talking to people about how cool the cars are and and getting like that. That was maybe the other end of the spectrum. But um, the the thing I've heard from from some people on on Twitter and other social media sites is just like it's it's great. It works great. But man, I have played this kind of game lot seven games yeah. so far and i kind of need a reason to keep doing this or to, to do this again and it's just not really giving me one it's just yeah it's just another race around the nurburgring and it's the prettiest nurburgring they've ever made but also i have raced that course hundreds of times like give me give me a reason to do to do yeah. it again there's only it, only so many real race courses in the world chase sure but um, again like that's i played forza's motorsport 3 i played yeah. forza motorsport 4 and now i'm fine playing horizons that that have to like change up the whole world every time you do one of these mm-hmm. things and it, it has uh, new things to explore and and new modes and mechanics and things like that like that that is the series that feels like it's doing stuff and with sim racers you you've kind of played one you've played them all and sure I, i'm just kind of done with that at this point yeah Chase washes his hands of it um speaking of washing your hands of things uh it seems like what Whatever player base may have existed at one point. Oh, is, are you trying to go to the news? Is that what we're doing? I'm okay. going to the news. This is a news. That was a very smooth transition to the news. So yes. smooth that, that Thank we, you. We missed it. We missed the transition. Um, hey guys, you remember Redfall? Nope. No. Hey, nobody else does either because yep. people can't find games on Steam. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't surprise. Because the yeah. player base is so, man. Oh, that that's rough. That's rough. That, yeah, I, I think there was what game. two or three people on at one point in time. It's it's bad, man. And uh, Pete Hines saying this is a 10 year game. Like, come on, man, cut your losses. They just put out a big, big update for it, uh, which added a performance mode on uh, the consoles. So I guess it's good. They're still working on it, but also like who are those updates for if no one's yeah. actually playing the game? I don't, um, I don't think this is a no man's sky situation. I don't no. think you're going to turn this one around. I don't think so either. Like obviously they are owned by Microsoft. So they have the resources, but 
will they bother? You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Um, you know? like the the well the well just feels like it's been poisoned at this point. Like mm-hmm. I would, yeah. if, if this is this might this might be worse than Anthem. This might be worse than Anthem. Yes, it absolutely is. Anthem was a good game that just had bad treatment. Like, yeah, like Anthem had some ideas. The, the gameplay. Bobby's Bobby's gonna get I, upset. I, God damn it, dude! I do I, that. That that's like, that's the that's the one <laughs> that got away. They could have saved it. They could have saved it. It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. You've got to go back. Don't no, dude. I, just no kidding. It's so fucking good. God. Anyway, Redfall um, sucks. What else was Redfall? Else yeah. Um, the workers at CD Projekt are forming a union after good. after three rounds of layoffs at the company over the summer um lots of lots of like not just in the video game industry but unions in general it seems are are on the rise um which i am fully behind um hey remember what happened with unity a few weeks ago have you seen this you heard about this that one i do remember somehow there's Um, a worse john so here's the thing these assholes uh even when they like John Riccatello got pushed out at Unity effective immediately, but also how much, how many, like what kind of golden parachute situation? Like he comes in, he completely destroys their reputation, erodes trust with their developer partners, and then he gets shit canned. But I want to know how much money he's getting on the way out. You guys ever get paid when you get fired from a job? Not more not, like not me, but like more than a, just your last paycheck. I've never yeah, been uh, fired from a job, but it seems like if you fuck up bad enough that the chief executive gets let go. Uh, you, why yeah. are you giving him millions of dollars uh, for failing? Just, Bobby's just salivating with the things he wants to say right what, now. What? What? Say it, Bobby. <laughs> no, nope, we're just going to keep moving forward. You got something um, to say? So one one of the things that I've seen here is mm-hmm. and I, I'm. I am not in the position that I want to be defending John Ricitello. Uh, that's that's not that's not what I want to do. But um, uh, he is he is kind of the fall guy for this. Uh, where like that that is a company Good. that has a board of really terrible people, mm-hmm. and and he you is just, just say they have a board the figurehead for that. Um, and so a lot of these decisions because. One of the things I did see is he's he's been at the head of Unity for a really long time, and there he turned Unity or like Unity grew a lot over, with his tenure. So sure. it's it's not that he did a ton of terror. He didn't. He wasn't all awful. There there was a time where like things were working and Unity was getting bigger and it became like this really ubiquitous engine for for people to use. Um, but there is there are there are tendrils uh, behind sure. the scenes. And one of one of the things that I saw that was really disconcerting is that with him being kicked out now, they're going to uh, like the, the article said, like, they're going to an outsider who works at this Silver Lake um, company. Mm-hmm. But there's so already <laughs> some board members from Silver Lake on the board already. So they're kind of just bringing in another person another going to continue yeah, to make another asshole even worse like um, i i would not i, I and this, is, this is not something to celebrate that john ricitello is out because it, it's not getting I mean, better 
he deserved to lose his job for I, that. I, I, um, again, not defending him, totally he, fine that he's gone, but him being gone is not going to fix anything. Well, well, no. I mean, obviously not, but someone, you know, as you said, someone had to take the fall, right? Um, I think that right. also with that, there's been, whether they turn the ship around, People have wrote them off. Like, I think anything that was in flight right now being made, a lot of people don't have the the resources to learn a new system to continue it. They're going to see it through. But I almost assuredly would would bet that a lot of these devs next game is not going to yeah. be on Unity. Yeah, like the damage that was done is, I feel, probably irreparable. Like, who knows yes. where if Unity will even in five to ten years. At, yeah. at least in the way that it does now or has like you know yeah i don't know it's gonna be really interesting to see the long-term impact that those very poor choices uh led them to maybe maybe they'll keep their lucrative military contracts and things that they do there you go but in terms of yeah indie devs yeah like if if you were an indie dev who was early enough in your in your game process uh a lot of them did switch off from unity like Bobby said, there were some that were deep enough in. It's like, man, we, we really just need to finish this game. And thankfully, uh, Unity backed off enough to to allow them to go, OK, we, we don't have to start from scratch. We can't just right. play this game. But, but also, but also what's out of here? Yeah. What's to stop them from trying to pull that same shit? Absolutely. Or even on. worse. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a bad Bad year for for workers and games, um, mm-hmm. as this next story illustrates uh, from Epic. Like games, uh, games are just making record profits, and and somehow also where there's cutting, thousands of layoffs, so many jobs, and all these layoffs are happening. Yeah, it's, um, it's a terrible system. Yeah, around 830 people are losing. Um, and it's it's funny that the the risks and bets and gambles that the people in the C-suite choose to make. And this is an epic, right? Yeah. yeah. They okay. they are never the ones to suffer from their fuck ups. And it's it's people further down uh, the rung that that have to deal with with their poor choices. Um, well, also just we, the mismanagement, like one of the, one yeah. of the quotes I saw, uh, I think it was a Polygon article is like Epic just learned that they were doing so financially bad within the last week is like, how? How? How How I think the report I saw was that they knew they've known for a while that they were spending more money than they were bringing in. Mm -hmm. And somehow, uh, according to Tim Sweeney's email to the team, um, Fortnite was just getting back to a place of making money. Um, I don't which is wild to think about ludicrous. And Um, I, I know that, um, the whole concept of their acquisitions, the way especially that they're handling things with Bandcamp, yeah, it's which fucked. they've they've had for less than a year, yeah. and they just sell it off but without why, doing anything why with did it. You even buy it, it to basically begin with. lets you know that they didn't have a plan. They never had a plan yeah. with this. It's just and, a shiny bobble that they wanted to have. Correct, um, and that's a, that's a, that's a shame. Um, that's well, a real that shame. Well, that goes in. I mean, I know Jeff Grubbs talked about this a lot on on his feed, where you know, money was really cheap for for a bit there like and it was the interest rates that were going way up so the idea is you spend you spend your money on something now or or then 
because your money is going to be worth less the next year. Yeah. So go grab go grab an asset. And then yeah. that that has more value the next year than whatever your cash reserve would have been. So you have a lot of companies that are making acquisitions for that reason, because they know that the money that they have in the bank isn't is going to be worth less the next year. Uh, but now you get to the spot of, well, you're in financial trouble. Well, what do you do? Well, now you have to sell off shit. And you, mean, and you should have at least like, you know, so many months saved to prepare for something right like that's what they always tell us <laughs> yeah it turns out the the system is fucked uh especially God, I, for people at the lowest I hate rungs, these like. people yeah. i hate them so much it's it's pretty bad um, um and it's ridiculous that epic which is a, a hugely uh, yeah uh, not profitable exactly but they make a lot of money whether whether yeah. they're making profits uh or not uh they're they're bringing in a lot of money and they do a lot of stuff. They've got their own Steam competitor now. They've got Fortnite, the biggest game ever. Uh, and the idea that they can't find the money to pay their own people. You know, and, and um, to make cuts is uh, ridiculous. Uh, Satoru Iwata cut his own salary. Uh, uh, famously. So that. Uh, they wouldn't have to lay off, you know, regular people. Yeah, I, I did see people were bringing up an old tweet of of Tim Sweeney's uh, where he's it was it was something like when other companies go through, uh, you know, financial problems and it was a picture of some kind of layoff or something or like some kind of abandonment. And then when Epic goes through uh, financial problems and it's it's like we're all coming together. It was like Roman Centurions or something coming together. <laughs> and you're like, yep, that's. That didn't age very well, did it? No, it didn't. Um, and Darn. then uh, uh, rounding out the news here, uh, I did you guys know about this game? I, I don't did know about this. Uh, I'll, I'll take this um, one for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what's wild about this is this game has been pretty hyped up. Uh, the week that it was fucking canceled completely, scrapped to nothing, they had just shown off some new in-game skins of all the Sonic characters that you could get. And this got canceled and, and like done, 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 done one week after their first big beta for the game, yeah. which it wow. got pretty good reception there. Um, this is the zero G battle Royale game that they're going for. It's another one of those games. And uh, it's, I've just not seen a game that went through all the paces and not only did it get name this is hyenas. Yeah. He said it's hyenas. Uh, the other thing too is creative. Um, what was the name of the creative assembly? Mm -hmm. They, uh, who were making it got completely dissolved from this and they didn't even that, get a notice. Really it's like, Hey, your game's fucking toast that we own. And by the way, you're done. Like they should have at least given it to them. And said, take this game with you. If you want to go somewhere else and put it out, go for it. But, but that, that's IP, Bobby. You could, you could I, yeah, I know, that I know. But it's yeah, fucking it, crazy. It is. Uh, and it really sucks to see something like that happen to Creative Assembly, who's a, a developer with a long pedigree of, yep. of really good games. And for them to, to get screwed by something like this. Yep. Um, yeah, I... Not it's not in our news stories, but it's also ties into a lot of the same stuff. Bioware had had some recent yep. layoffs, but also yep. now they're in legal trouble because they were trying to screw 
uh, some employees out of uh, the right severance that they were entitled to. The so um... now, and also not only the severance, but they also tried to give them some kind of non-compete of like, oh yeah, you can't even talk about the game that we uh, are canceling that you've been working on the last two years. So like, good luck getting another fucking job. And they like, also man, they just put on ice. They said, and I guess that's like a nice way of saying it's dead, but mm-hmm. the, the last of us, naughty dogs, multiplayer game, right? Like yep. that's, that's not coming out. Yep. Um, I, it just feels like this bubbles is, has been popping, but is now really popping. Like these games are, being made for three years and only being actively supported for eight to 12 months before they're gone. And at that point, it's like in the, in the other entertainment industries as well. Like the, the, that, the, the, the Batgirl movie didn't even come out. Like, "Ah, let's just write it off. Who who cares? Let's, let's cut these things from max from that have already been out for a while, but yeah, we're just not going to support them anymore because Uh, it it doesn't work for our bottom line. It actually makes Uh, us more money somehow to to, not have them to not do it. Um, I found out earlier that valve uh, is going to be refunding people who paid for CSGO on Mac because they're not going to work on making a workable oh, shit. Of it Jesus. for Mac OS. So you can yeah. get 15 bucks. Well, the other thing too, though, is like Mac's supposed to be able to start I mean, running windows executables here soon. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was funny that like yeah, this game that you totally. bought forever ago. They're like, well, here's your, here's your money back. It's, um, uh, it's incredible. It's like, like Bobby said, like there is this bubble that is happening and it is, slowly or quickly popping and i don't know which because yeah. it's kind of both yep. because it's, you still yeah, have games making record amounts of money yeah like, and you have lots of smaller games that come but just as many that probably we never hear about that just crash and burn and uh you know, wild. people lose yep. what they invested into it so it's it is uh interesting times hey but destiny's still going destiny's kicking and screaming that's right uh speaking of that let's tell you a little bit about what we're up to this week uh johnny thanks for taking us through the news there we have all the links in chat this week we had the steam next fest showcase we talked about some of those demos earlier in the episode tonight but you can go and check that out right here on twitch uh we always like to cover it and had a great time doing so we told you all about the games that we've been playing this week and some of the news around it and two games that we talked about at length tonight both assassin's creed and cocoon both have quick looks going up this week and uh, Chase's two games that he mentioned earlier with Chance of Sonar and uh, the Suica game will be up next week. And then Friday night, we are, we've made the executive decision as of today. We are not playing Baldur's Gate on Friday, but instead we are going to check out Remnant 2 on stream on Friday night. So tune in to check out uh, Johnny, Bobby, and Jason and some Remnant 2. Uh, Chase, what about you, my friend? What do you got going on? Uh, nothing this week. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure out more later, but uh, I haven't written anything new uh, that'll happen at the end of the month. So, you know what? We'll just take a week off from me. Don't worry about it. You, okay. you watch other things. Sounds groovy. Uh, we'll talk to you all live on Twitch Friday night. Talk to you then. See ya.